Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. WQAD Podcast Network. The Cities with Jim Mertens. A production of WQPT. PBS for the Quad Cities region. A podcast in partnership with WQAD. What's going on in the Quad Cities? Activities, events, fun, politics, sports, local issues and opinions. And now, your host, Jim Mertens. I'm Jim Mertens and this is the Cities Podcast. On the run to save their lives. Millions of Ukrainians have fled their homeland seeking safety from the Russian invasion that is now more than 50 days old. Many went to Poland. Others went to other border countries like Romania. And that's where a Davenport native has been on the ground for the group Contact Mission, which has links to a Bettendorf church. We talked with John Gaynor about what he's seen in that region of Eastern Europe. Well, John, you're talking to us right now from uh, Davenport. You are back from Eastern Europe. What have you seen there? Because uh, you were in Romania. You were setting up uh, uh, refugee camps. You're seeing these Ukrainians basically flee for their lives with perhaps mm-hmm. just the clothes on their back. Yeah, that's absolutely right. In fact, it was, it was almost surprising to us how they fled and what they came with. Um, they literally are coming with a small children's backpack and that's the that's a child's belongings. Uh, some of them had some smaller type roller type suitcases, uh, but re- they really come with nothing. And uh, you come to the realization that the people that are coming to these camps are never going back to where they left, because even if they do go back to the same area after the war is over, what they left will not be there. John, tell me what uh, tell me what so you see. Heart, when you, truly heart. Absolutely. And and what do you see when you look them in the eye? I mean, I would think there's just this blankness because you have to be in a daze. It's just so, I can't even picture it. It has to be devastating. Yeah, there's, it's, it's almost, a, I would say, a lostness. Um, and, and then there's also, there's also some, some strife within themselves, uh, uh, difficulties getting along uh, with other people sometimes just because of the stress of the situation. Uh, but then after they get a a first night's sleep because a lot of them have been traveling for weeks on end to get there once they get that first couple good nights sleep and they can relax and they can be fed and cared for and loved then there's just a feeling of immense relief um and and immense gratitude well and it seems like that you know especially if you're bringing children with you i mean there, there's that anxiety but i think you know, the children almost seem to rebound quicker in some ways and, and start to enjoy their surroundings quicker when they feel that sense of, uh, of safety. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, the kids, for the kids, especially if they're younger kids, uh, it's an adventure. Uh, when we brought uh, one little girl, she was seven years old. Uh, we brought her into the, uh, the containers that we're, we're using for housing she was like, oh, wow, it's so wonderful. <laughs> and so we were just kind of chuckling about it. Uh, it the teenagers are the ones that are, are having the hardest time with it because they have understanding of what's going on. They have understanding of what they're losing. 
Uh, it's not some fun adventure for them. And, but they also don't have the maturity to, to know what to do with those feelings. And so they're, they're really the ones that are probably suffering the most. Tell me about your organization. It's called Contact Mission. Uh, you are yeah. uh, basically have been based as the director of Eastern European Operations. What is it that yes. you do and how do you do it? Well, we, our, our main goal of Contact Mission is to bring missionaries and church planters into Europe. Europe is the least Christian continent in the world. And that seems hard for us to believe, uh, but uh, this Contact Mission serves to, to bring the gospel to the people of Europe. And uh, that's what I was doing when I was in Ukraine. And, and also that's what we're doing in Romania. Now, sometimes bringing the gospel to people, the good news is, uh, is more of serving their physical needs. And so uh, the war has really brought that to our doorstep and contact mission had massive networks set up across Europe. And so we were, we were made for this, this time and this place. For 11 years, you were in uh, Ukraine, uh, the community, and help me if I get it wrong, Kremenchuk, which is uh, southeast yeah. of Kiev, the, uh, the uh, capital of Ukraine, along a river. We were talking about how it's similar to the Quad Cities. Um, tell me yeah. about your experience in Ukraine. Beautiful country, beautiful people. Yeah, I would say that when I used to talk about Ukraine, when we first got there, I would say the people are beautiful. The city is not. A uh, lot of gray buildings, uh, not a lot of um, not a lot of beauty in that area. Garbage everywhere, that kind of thing. But we arrived in 2009. Uh, since 2014, as Ukraine has grown grown closer to the West, uh, it has become more and more and more beautiful. And and now to Kremenchuk feels like home to me uh, when we go home. And I. As far as the people go, they're like Midwestern people. They are, uh, if anybody should care about the Ukrainians, it's Midwestern people uh, because they're just like us in a lot of ways. And, and their kindness and their generosity, you will never meet somebody more uh, uh, welcoming than a Ukrainian. Well, and when you look at the pictures that are happening and the devastation in some of these major communities in, in Ukraine, uh, and, and, and being a Christian, uh, and, 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 you know, love one another, be kind to one another, and you see the devastation. It, it is heartbreaking, especially, I would think, for somebody who was in contact for more than a decade with people that were living there. Yeah, I, I personally, you know, every time I look at these pictures, when I hear of a friend being killed, um, when I see children being shot, uh, it, it breaks my heart. To be honest, I feel a lot of anger about it, not unlike the Ukrainians. But you know, feeling anger is a natural part of our humanity. The question is, what are we going to do with our anger? What are we going to do with our sadness? And we can get downtrodden and we can throw our hands up and we can say, I, I'm not going to do anything about this. And we can kind of wallow in that sorrow. Uh, but I don't think that's the right move. I think the right uh, course of action, the reaction to those feelings is action. Uh, and so that's that's why Contact Mission is doing what they're doing. I'm staying as busy as humanly possible doing whatever I, whatever I can find to do that's going to help the Ukraine right now. The other point is 
there is the local connection with uh, uh, the Bettendorf Church that you're associated with as mm -hmm. well. I mean, if somebody wants to help out, I mean, what are you telling people? I mean, you're, you're, usually they're looking for cash only because if you can spend mm -hmm. the money there, it helps the economy as well as the people. Yeah, and, and I mean, the, the, the money issue is, is a question of efficiency too. Uh, if we can if we can buy an item there, at, even in, in Romania or Eastern Europe, uh, or better even yet in Ukraine, uh, certainly we get the most bang for our buck. Uh, if we're buying things here in the United States, we have issues with, with moving the, the materials over there. Now there are some things that we can buy here that are really helpful uh, that they may not have, like things like body armor. Uh, of course, there are lots of government restrictions on sending those things over. Uh, so as far as people partnering with them, there's, there's kind of three things that we're asking people to do. First, we don't want people to get uh, worn out of the Ukrainian crisis and forget about it. I was amazed that the crisis had only been going on for 30 days and uh, the 15-minute news cycle ran out and we were talking about one rich celebrity slapping another rich celebrity. Um, I don't want people to stop talking about Ukraine. I want to keep it top of mind. Uh, this is this is going to be a long-term battle. This is going to be a long-term fight. And so we, we need to continually keep them in our thoughts and prayers and continually support them physically, financially. Um, secondly, we want, so we want people to talk about it on social media. Secondly, we want people to get their workplaces involved. There's tremendous opportunity uh, with the businesses and the blessings that Americans have received to serve others. And we can do that through... Our, our businesses. I know uh, personally from from business experience. You know, I might be able to give fifty dollars individually, but my, a business can give five hundred dollars, and and it's really the same, all the same for them. And they get the the tax credit and everything else because Contact Mission is a tax deductible donation. Uh, and then lastly, we want to talk to the media. We want to keep it top of mind for Americans, and and talking to shows like yours are are so immensely valuable. So, you know, please communicate to those who have the power to, to rally communities uh, what's going on in Ukraine and that it matters um, because it truly does. Uh, millions of people are, are uh, being displaced and uh, tens of thousands are dying. And so we need to uh, make sure that it doesn't get swept under the rug. What is your hope? I mean, do you have plans to return? Are you going to be able to coordinate uh, efforts here? What, what, are, what are your plans for the coming weeks and months? So, I, you know, for the time being, I'm going to be coordinating uh, plans here, talking with different uh, media outlets, making sure people are aware of what's going on, uh, that it's staying, uh, like I said, top of mind, uh, that we don't get, uh, you know, media fatigue, if you will. Uh, and so I'll be doing that for the next month or so. Then I'll be returning to Romania. Uh, at which point, uh, once I'm in Romania, then we'll be shuttling refugees from the border down to Pitesht, where our camp is located. Uh, and then uh, there is a possibility that, that it'll be helpful for me to go into Ukraine and go back to Kremenchuk. Uh, and so I may be doing that also. Tell me a little bit about uh, Europe right now. Because, uh, I mean, I think Europe is just kind of and I don't know this firsthand, of course, but there were so mm -hmm. many lessons that were learned after World War II. And you almost mm -hmm. have a feeling that the Europeans feel this invasion of Ukraine 
it, it impacts every country, whether you're in Spain or you're in France, you know, you, you may not even be near Ukraine, but it, it's almost like a personal assault upon all of Europe. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about this. Those eastern states where the battle is raging right now is 10 hours from Poland. So that would be as uh, that would be like a war going on in Alabama right now. Would that matter to Iowa? It certainly would matter to Iowa. And so there's there's first the closeness of Europe. A lot of Americans don't realize how close everything is. And then secondly, there's all the threats that are being uttered against other NATO states that are in Eastern Europe that are near Ukraine, uh, even non-NATO states like Finland and Estonia, uh, or excuse me, and and uh, Moldova. And uh, they realize that this is probably not going to stop with just Ukraine or just some Eastern states. Uh, the resources and uh, that Putin has extended and and the length to which he's gone is not going to be satisfied by taking a few uh, bombed out port cities. Uh, it's going to go a lot further. And so a lot of Europeans see it as who's next. I think it's also strange that people kind of look at, like, as you said, these bombed out port cities or capital city of Kiev, which is more into the heartland area. I was talking to uh, one uh, economics professor who was saying, you know, Ukraine's going to be devastated for years, if not decades. Even the farm fields where there may be munitions that are undetonated, there's, there's so many issues all throughout the entire country that it's going to take a long time for them to rebuild or salvage their lives. Yeah, and this is going to have a great effect on world economics. I mean, we, we have to keep in mind that Ukraine has the largest quantity of black soil on Earth. Um, they have some of the, the greatest uh, quantities of minerals that we use for things like uh, electric vehicles. Uh, and so they have a strategically valuable area. And if they cannot produce... Uh, uh, their exports, a lot of Europe is going to be be hurting. I mean, they, they call Ukraine the breadbasket of Europe. Um, and so you can imagine if we were to take out the Midwest, if there was some sort of you know, conflict in the Midwest and we were not producing uh, all the valuable resources that the Midwest produces, what would that do to people living in New York? Well, it would have drastic consequences. And so we are going to be feeling it here in the United States. Uh, and certainly we're going to be feeling it in Europe. John Gaynor, Eastern European Director for Contact Mission. For more information, you can contact Bettendorf Christian Church to find ways to help with their organization. Thanks for listening to The Cities with Jim Mertens. And watch The Cities Thursday nights at 7, Sunday afternoon at 4, and Monday night at 6 on WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region. WQAD Podcast Network.